Good morning. To take it off, to take it from where we left off yesterday, we're holding on page two thirty-eight. On two thirty-eight, um, the second line, the second line from the top, the middle of Parakyud. Okay, so we're learning yesterday the the significance of why. Why, why do we have any interest in the various unifications that take place in prayer and davening? We, we, the, according to the Kabbalah, the, the idea of davening is to bring, about an, 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 to bring about various, or even of all of Torah study and mitzvahs. The Arizal explains how all the mitzvahs bring about unifications between the attributes. This attribute unifies with the other attributes and, and the like. And his question was, like, uh, shouldn't our ambitions be only to draw Hashem down directly? What's well, the idea of the drawing of the attributes? Of, and he explained how um, the, the, the concept of, of, the, of the union of the attributes is not in any way, our intentions are not the attributes. Our intentions are the infinite light that dwells in the attributes. The aur of Hashem himself that dwells in the attributes. It's only that the or in Sof, the infinite light, as it makes its way to the creation, has to pass through, pass through the attributes. And it must go dafka, as we learned yesterday, uh, it must go dafka through the system, first into the Chachma, and from the Chachma into the Bina, and he, he used the analogy of a human being, how the process of the soul, how the soul manifests in the body, it also works that way, that first there is a, a revelation of the soul into the highest faculty, which is the Chachma, the experience of an epiphany of an idea. And from there it moves into the Bina, into the understanding. From there it moves into excite the emotions, to excite and to direct the emotions. Because if you leave, if the soul would, would, would reveal itself into the emotions directly, without not going through the intellect, then the emotions would be very corrupt, very unguided. So you need to guide the emotions by first going through the mind. And then finally, from the emotions, the energy of the soul, the presence of the soul, makes its way into thought and finally into speech. Because you can't think something unless you have some kind of an excitement for it, an emotional charge. And from there, you can't speak things unless you first have thought. So there is a process the way it has to happen. So the same is also, there is a process in the way Hashem's light passes through the world. Vinimtza, let's learn over here. When there needs to be a yichud, and the hamshacha of the orin soif of the infinite light into malchus, hanikra nukva that is called nukva. She's called the feminine part, called the shechina, which is the, fem- the feminine part of the divine, so to speak, the, the part that is the closest to the world. It has to pass through the supernal attributes, hanikra zeir anpin, which are called the small face. Uh, which first, the light encloses itself in them, and after that, through them, the light gets drawn into the supernal speech, that it's called Malchus, or, or in Machshava that is called Leia, meaning into speech or into thought. And the same is like Yichud Vamshachas if you want to draw down the I think we did read this already. We did actually these lines we learned yesterday already. 
v'zeru inyan yichud abba ve'ima ve'yichud zon. Right? As we mentioned this yesterday, Shri Namshachas Oyrin Tzayif, it's the drawing of the Ein Tzayif, al yedeyam tzayif zivugin amidus, through the medium of the unifications of the midos. We're using the midos only as a, as a medium. V'nimtza, here's where we're actually holding. Shal yedeyichud ve'zivug amidus, through the union and the zivug of the midos, hanik rezav enukva, that are called ze'er anpin enukva, Mamish, this is a literal unification, Shnei Shemois, the two names of God, Havaya Va'adna, the name Havaya, the tetragrammaton, Va'adna and the name Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, which is the name of Hashem as he manifests in Malchus. Malchus means kingship. So that's why it's called Ado. Adon, Ado means master. And this is how they unify. Oy Havaya Elokim, or the energy of Havaya with the name of Elokim. Shuhubchinas Islapshus, this is the enclothing the investment of a oirin soif shebemidas anal, the investment of the oirin soif shebemidas anal shebeza meir haoir begilu yaiser, because in generally the light that there is in the attributes called the erampin and the six emotional attributes of God, there's much more revelation there than there is in malchus. Malchus is already a far more constricted light, because malchus has to already become the source of the worlds, so the worlds are only to ha- able to handle. A very limited, a very limited power, v'nikra havaya, and the energy as it is in as the energy as it is in in higher is called havaya. Ubemalchus, however, in malchus, meyer bitzimtsum yoiser, the oyer is far more constricted, far more di- diminished. V'nikra adna, and it's called adna. Omnam, however, that's the way ordinarily it is before the yichud, when there is no yichud. When there is no yichud, there is a flow like this. There is an intense revelation in Chachma. There's a trickle, a trickle of energy that trickles from Chachma to Bina. Because Bina is far, 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 far less energy and power than there is in the Chachma. Like we find in a person, when you have an epiphany, a first revelation of a concept, the energy is intense. When you begin the analytical process, you lose all that, all that power, all the light. It's far less, it's, far, it's farly diminished. And then the emotions are weaker than the intellect, than the energy that's in the intellect. And that's how it gets diminished, as it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. So, the same up there, Chachma, there's a lot of light. In Bina is a trickle. And a trickle from Bina into the emotions. And from there, a trickle into Malchus. That's if there's no Yichud. <laughs> However, when there is a Zivug, when the Midas unify, then Havaya himself reveals himself in, Ad, in Adna, Dahainu, what does that mean? Shebeshem Adna, that in the name of Aleph, Dalet, Nun Yud, Shuhu Bechenas Tzimtzum, which generally reflects that there is, a, there is already a very great Tzimtzum, contracted energy, because Hashem is in a state of rulership over the creation, which, can, which already denotes a, a limitation in Hashem. That, he is real, that, that the creation is important to him, that the creation is of significance. Excuse me, the finite creation is, is of importance to him, as opposed to God in his transcendental state, where, as we learned many times, all before him is not. So uh, that, that's the state of Adna, much lower. But when, sh- when there is a zivog, when there is a unification between the two attributes, ha, uh, sh- uh, th- then it's the, the, the energy is. is is increased 
a millionfold, way beyond what it is ordinarily. Because in Adana, there is a very great symptom, there's a very great contraction of the energy. To give life to the creations that are separated, that are limited beings. And why does Hashem contract Himself to give life to the creations that are limited? So we know that's because Hashem wants to be a master over them. To be called a master over them, to be a king over them. So that is the way it is without the Yichud. But now that there is a Yichud, now that there is a Zivug, what happens? There will be over there the revelation of the infinite light with an incredible addition with a very powerful addition, coming from the transcendental light called Yudke Vavke, the Tetragrammaton, God's essential name, where over there is, is, is way, way, way beyond the limitations of the creations. This is the way Hashem's, the Oren Seif, is shining in Ze'er Anfin. Where there isn't that much of a symptom, where there isn't that much of a constriction. This is what is referred to when we call it the unification of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah. As we know, we say L'Shem Yichud, to cause a unification, HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah, which means to bring the two together in a manner where it's not filtered with the same kind of filtration. Because the, and a simple, a simple, simple example, which would be a Yichud, between Dibur and emotions in a human being. See, generally a person speaks about things that they're, they have some interest in, some excitement in, right? Um, you, you know, a person, you know, conversation, people sit down and have conversations. The conversation will be usually about something that you have some emotional interest in. You know, people that don't have any, 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 any interest at all in, in, uh, in uh, I don't know what, in sports fishing, because they don't ever go for, they you know, they're not going to talk about uh, about fishing because it's not, it's not within their, it's not within their their world, right? So there has to be an emotion to create. But usually, speech, even though it's stemming from an excitement, from an emotion, you know, the speech is speech. You know, it has as much energy as speech does. Right? It's ordinary speech. But then there are times when a person is speaking when a person is speaking about something that they're very, very, very intensely, that they're very emotional about. And then what happens? It's not that they're speaking about something. It's not that, it's a, it's not that they're speaking about something that they are emotional about. And there is an emotion in their heart. And there is the words coming out of their mouth. What happens is, at times, you hear that the, the words are, cra- are cracked with emotion. Because you can see the emotion oozing from the words. So those words are very, and usually when you hear those words, they, they resonate very deeply in a person. When you hear someone who's, who's speaking emotionally. Why? Because it's, it's, it's supercharged. That Dibur has so much more energy, so much more, it's, it's, far, it's far more powerful than just speech that is, you know, stemming from somebody's excitement, but the excitement is not present in the speech itself. That's the idea. Sometimes you have someone's, you know, words that they, they, they teach or they give over, and it's very, 
very dry and very so the dibur is dibur and it's coming from their intellect and this, but there is a a shtalshalus from intellect to emotions and finally speech. And then there is a sometimes where the words are fully enlivened by the power of the internal experiences of the person that is experiencing them. Fully charged with that energy. And there you got that's a zivug. That's a, that's a unification between the higher, between the emotion and the and and it's it's giving its full energy into the next level. Uh, that's called shinta. As he says, because the light, the infinite light that is in Malchus, that is called speech, Shechina is called Malchus. Why is, why is Shechina, what's the relationship between Shechina and Malchus? Because what's Malchus? Malchus is the power that Hashem is, Hashem is literally giving life to the creation. Because why does God give life to the creation? Because he wants to be, his interest in it is because he wants to be a king over it. So that's why he's giving life into the creation. And that's why it's called Shekhinah. Shekhinah means dwelling. The divine light that dwells, Vishokhanti Bisokham, I will dwell amongst you. It's the imminence of God in the creation. Because it encloses itself in the world. And we know that, that that amount, the energy that the world can handle is only a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, a crumb of a crumb of a crumb of God's infinite power. Um, it enclosed itself in the lower worlds. However, the infinite light, when it is enclosed in the air, which are the six emotions, that is called HaKadosh Baruch. Because Kadosh means... It's called, it means separated. Kadosh means, when someone is holy, means it's separated from worldly things. The idea of holiness. Is, 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 Rashi says, Kadosh means muvdal. So when we say Hashem is a Kadosh Baruch Hu, it's referring to the levels of divinity that are not imbued in the creation, but are transcending the creation. It's called a Kadosh Baruch Hu. So it's the six emotions that are higher than the creation. That's, and usually HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shekhinah might be separated. Of course, the light comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the Shekhinah. They communicate, but it's a distant communication. But then there is an intimacy between them. There is a moment when HaKadosh Baruch Hu infuses his full power into Shekhinah, and then the worlds are illuminated with a very powerful illumination of added godly light, far, far, far more than what the worlds are usually receiving. And those are the moments of Shabbos. Whenever we say there is Yehudim, whenever the Arizal says it's a special day, it's an auspicious day, because it means that the world is then infused with far greater, with far greater divinity, far more blessing, far more divine revelation in the world. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is manifesting in the Shekhinah and revealing himself in the Shekhinah. Al-Shem, what? Sometimes the day itself, and of course it has increased so much more as a result of our... Al-Shem Shuhu Kadosh Muvdal, because why is he called HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Because it's Kadosh, he's separated. Mislap Shezu from the enclosement in the world. But we call it Kadosh Baruch. See, Kadosh and Baruch are two opposites. Because Baruch means drawn down. Kadosh means, means removed. Because Baruch means a flow. So the, the difference. So Kadosh Baruch Hu is a, is, is a combination of both. Kadosh withdrawn, Baruch involved. Because the Ze'er Anpin, the six emotions, are both. On the one hand, they're higher than direct involvement with the creation, so they're Kadosh. But on the other hand, 
the, 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 the excitement of the emotions are what drive the speech. So they do, they are drawn in. Because we know that creation is really an act of Hashem's speech. But in creation, Hashem also puts his emotion to a certain degree. As we know, that's why he created the world in six days. Because six days are the six emotions. And Sunday, Hashem energized his speech with his emotion of love and the emotion of kindness. And that's why it was a very kind creation on Sunday. Monday, Hashem energized his speech. He spoke, Hashem spoke, what kind of words did Hashem speak on Monday? He spoke tough words on Monday. He disciplined the creation on Monday. That's why he, he, the energy of Monday is the energy of Gevura. And that's why it's, Hashem made a firmament that holds back. It's a withdrawal of light. All right? And the third day Hashem sp- spoke compassionate words, teferes, beauty. So you see the emotion is touching into the, the words are infused with emotion. So that's why it's called HaKadosh Baruch. It is withdrawn, but still has some relationship to it. Now, what is the yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Shechina? It's when, it's when Hashem is fully imbuing his emo, the emotional energy into the words, into the speech, fully investing it. Um, and what does it mean? The revelation of the Orin Sof, as it is in, in the emotions, that very same revelation should be revealed. In the supernal speech, which is the revealed world. Because is called the revealed world, because that's where Hashem is fully revealing Himself to the creations. Like speech is called the, re- the revelation of a person is speech. How does a person reveal himself? How do you know what's going on? The internal, what a person is feeling, you don't know until they speak. So speech is revelation. That's why speech is called in, 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 uh, in Kabbalah, many places, called Alma de Izgalia, the revealed world. So what we're saying over here is there, is there is a connection between the concealed world and the revealed world. They unify. There's a zivug. Okay. So if you're, okay, now we begin a new chapter. Me, you are dying, Kasha, but it's still, it's uh, uh, out. It is still difficult, L'chaira, at, uh, at first glance, meaning looking at it at first glance, it seems to still a problem. The Imeyois, even though, this unification of the unification of the Midos, that we said earlier, it is literally the drawing of the infinite light itself. That is enclosed in the Midos. It's not the unification of the attributes themselves, it's the divinity that's within the attributes, the oil, the light that's within the attributes. Nevertheless, since the Midos are after everything is said and done only one drop of the ocean like a drop in the ocean and compared to the ocean remember as we mentioned yesterday that the whole world of Atsilas and even beyond Atsilas and compared to God himself is just like a teeny drop of a drop in the ocean and that's where all these unifications are taking place so at it, 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 would, it would seem the oirin soif that's within them, nimshech al is drawn through a very powerful contraction. Because how much light can they handle? Can these vessels handle? 
This symptom is called the a space, an empty space, because it says from the Arizal that initially when God created the world, first he rolled back his light, created a big black hole, an empty space, because first his, his light, his presence filled everywhere. There was no possibility for a creation, for a finite uh, existence to exist. Hashem pulled back completely. And then he, then he begins the process of re-entering into that void with light. And in that process of light, that's where we get all the sephiros, all the attributes. Which means that the sephiros are only post-symptom. Post they're after the symptom. Which means their light, the energy of the Ain Sof that's within them, is radically and severely, severely diminished from the Ur Ain Sof as it really, as it really is. So the true, you're saying it's not the vessels, it's the light. But the light too, even the oil, even the light that's in the vessels, is still a very, 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 very um, constricted and, da- and, 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 and wincy, beansy, a bit of light. That's all that it is. Legaba oil in to Hashem Himself. Shaboy kol magami which to Him we strive for. V'cheftseinu and our desire, v'chukaseinu and our longing. Acha'inyan, the idea is, ki afal pishe is havus ayut sviris atzma, hu ayadei atzimtzum amakim panu. So he says over here something really amazing. Even though right, it's true, that the coming into existence, the coming into being of the ten sefiris, came about through powerful, powerful blockages, a powerful tzimtzum, umakim panu, and a complete emptiness of space, Hayadua as it is known. Makomakim, nevertheless, Ha'or ein soiv shemeslabish betochan, the infinite light that enclothes itself in them, once they exist already, once the attributes are attributes, they're emerged, the investure of Hashem in them is the very, very, very same light that's beyond, beyond the tzimtzum. That's pre-tzimtzum light. What Hashem is passing, what Hashem is funneling through the Esser Sephiris is not some version of godly light. Some, some, uh, some, it, it's, it's him, it's his very self. In a manner that can be had, let's see. It's a ray from the Oren Seif itself. As it is beyond the symptom, beyond this void, beyond the contraction. And this is the idea what the Arizal explains. This is the kav, this is the light, the line. From the Oren Seif. That came after the symptom, after the contraction. Now this, exactly what this is, the Rishimu and the Kav, is explained, is explained elsewhere. What he's saying is like this. The Arizal says that Hashem moved away the light. And as in that empty space, he brought about, the, somehow through the, through the Rishimu, which we're not going to get into now, the emergence of the vessels, of the spheres. But then, he draws a light from the oil that that's outside the black hole, so to speak. We're imagining it all in space, in spatial thing, but it, from the light that's beyond the black hole, and that enters into that, into the space of the creations, it enters through a narrow line, but it's still the light from outside. It's the original light. 
it's coming in a way that is hand that is that is that because the 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 the, the Arizal explains I mean as it is explained in Hasidus had Hashem left a little bit of the light initially had he because the question is like this if if Hashem is going to reintroduce a kav a little a little a little a little trace a little a thread of light so the question is that is asked why did Hashem have to block the light completely first remove the light completely and then reintroduce the little kav the ray of light why couldn't he just remove the light almost 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 down to nothing but leave a trace originally from that light and work work the creation create the creation from the leftover from that initial light so it says like this initially if the create if the if hashem would have done it that way even a tiny trace of the Ainsof would not allow for the, for the creations to come into being, for, for the Sphero to come into being, for anything limited to come into being. Why? Because even left over of the Ainsof is still Ainsof. Right? Even left over of the Ainsof is Ainsof. That's why there had to be a complete retraction, a complete retraction of the light. Once he retracted the light completely, and there was an emergence of the vessels, and somehow, now, now, he can re, once they exist already, they're able to handle the initial light. That's, that's the idea. Once they're there already, he's able to reintroduce the energy of the Ain Sof into them, and they don't, and they're not in a gentle way, but it's not, and it's not destroying them. That's the idea. Um, we're going to Be'ezus Hashem um, understand all of this um, let's, let's learn. We're going to have an elaborate discussion of this Betzraman next week. These Yehudim who mamish to draw down a complete new illumination from the Ein Sof. Way, way, way above on, on that which Hashem emanated initially. And it will be drawn down until... Okay. So what he's saying is, is that our effect in, in these Yehudim is not just continuing the channel of what Hashem reintroduced after he, when He created the world, but what we're doing in these Yehudim is we're bringing completely new energy from beyond the Tzimtzum into the, through, the, through, this, through this channel into the spheres and from the spheres back into this world. It's not just working with the light that's there in creation, but it's really generating new light. New pre-Tzimtzum light into the after-Tzimtzum, uh, after con- con- uh, into the Olamos, into the world, and through that the illumination. And as he's going to explain, the Ezra Hashem, we're going to continue this on Sunday at 7 o'clock over here.